Hey guys, real quick, before we get started, I have a small request. If you've been blessed by our content and you like this show, would you take just a brief moment and leave us a five-star review? This is quite possibly the most effective thing that you can do to ensure that this content gets out to as many people as possible. Thanks. Jesus said, man cannot live on bread alone, but from every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You're listening to Daily Truth. One of the things that I find shocking throughout the New Testament, especially in the writings of the Apostle Paul, but John as well, as I've already mentioned, is that the assurance of salvation is thrown out by the apostles in their writings like candy in a parade. You would think that that assurance of salvation would be something that the apostles would guard heavily that they would reserve, that they would hold back, and for good cause. Because to offer someone a false assurance who is not actually a child of God is is not only a harmful thing, but quite possibly a damning thing. There are many who are falsely assured that are not true converts, that have never been born again, and yet they think they're Christians. And the fact that they are assured of something they do not actually possess, namely Christ and his salvation, puts their very soul in jeopardy. False assurance is a thing. And it exists in abundance, especially in our nation. But as we seek to compensate To recalibrate, we can't allow the pendulum to overswing. We should not withhold from true Christians the assurance that is their right. Jesus, Isaiah speaks of him and says, A bruised reed he will not despise, a smoldering wick. He will not snuff out. When Jesus finds a little flame, instead of judging it harshly for not being more powerful and putting it out, rather what Jesus does with a little flame is he fans it, he increases it, he cultivates it. When Jesus finds a bruised reed, he doesn't despise it, And in harsh judgment say, well, if you're bruised and bent, then you might as well be broken. No, instead, he binds up the broken. He mends them. He nurtures them and cares for them as the good shepherd cares for the sheep. And one of the most difficult things to discern when it comes to the visible church is the distinction between the wheat and the tares. Put another way, the distinction between a false convert and a weak convert. But the difference is astronomical. There is a dynamic difference between a false convert and a weak convert. A false convert often has a false sense of assurance. And in our love for that particular neighbor, we want to shed truth on the situation. 
to help this false convert who possesses false assurance to recognize that they should have no assurance at all. But the weak convert, ironically, is usually the one who has the least amount of assurance. And yet they should have assurance because they are, in fact, a Christian. A weak convert, albeit, but a convert nonetheless. Think of Paul's letter to the Corinthians, his first letter. All throughout this letter, he's admonishing and rebuking them for being frightfully immature. And yet he can't get one single rebuke out of his mouth without also giving them assurance. Think of 1 Corinthians chapter 6. On the heels of 1 Corinthians chapter 5 where he addresses a certain man in their midst who had committed acts of sexual immorality that was not even mentioned among the pagans, according to what Paul says. And in the very next chapter, he begins to, to correct and rebuke and instruct the whole congregation on that particular topic of sexual purity. But what does he say? He says all things are permissible, but not all things are beneficial. All things are permissible, but I will not be mastered by anything, food for the stomach and the stomach for food, but God will destroy them both. And he goes on, he says, do you not know that the one who unites himself with a prostitute becomes one with her in flesh? Flee from sexual immorality. All the sins a man commits are outside the body, but the man who sins sexually sins against his own flesh, his own body. But then what, what is, that's the imperative, Flee sexual immorality, avoid this sin. That's the imperative, the command. But what's the indicative? What is the motive? He says, do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You were bought with a price. Flee sexual immorality, why? Because you were bought with a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. In other words, he he says this, you, radically, spiritually, immature Corinthian church that has been tolerating a certain kind of sexual immorality in this young man that even the pagans wouldn't tolerate, you need to be sexually pure. Why? Because you're Christians. You were bought with a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Not honor God with your bodies, pagans, so that you can be Christians. No. Honor God with your bodies because you are Christians. Not so that you might become bought with a price, but because you were bought with a price. Even when the Apostle Paul addresses the Corinthians about needing milk rather than meat, as we also find in the book of Hebrews, when he talks about the need for them to grow up have you ever received a backhanded compliment? Well, that's what the Apostle Paul does with the Corinthian church. You're babes. You are so immature, grown adults, and yet in the spiritual sense, you're infants. You, you, you can't do anything. You are so radically immature. Babes in Christ. Babes 
but in Christ. There's actually never a moment, think about this, apart from Jesus, there's probably no one who has ever walked the face of the planet who cared more about personal holiness and sanctification than Paul. And, at least in the New Testament, we're not aware of any church that was more spiritually unsanctified than Corinth. So you have one of the most holy apostles writing to one of the least holy churches. And he just assures them of their salvation left and right. He throws it out like candy in a parade. Thanks so much for listening. But real quick, before you go, do us a small favor, take a moment, and leave us a five-star review if you enjoyed the show. This is undoubtedly the best way that you can help us get this biblically faithful content to as many people as possible. Thanks so much.